0: Hello, this is Dr. Clay Smith, your host of Biblical Information Network, the source for you to gain some practical insights in your day-to-day experience by searching the Word of God and being attuned to His guidance and His direction. Just thank God for being with you again here on uh, BIN and pray again that you will be uh, inspired and illuminated by the Holy Spirit as you gain some revelation uh, concerning the truth of God's word because God's word is true. And as the host of biblical information network, I believe that there are absolute truths, and those truths are found in the Word of God. Just want to take us to Philippians, uh, the fourth chapter, beginning in the fir- uh, fourth verse, where Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Philippi. Rejoice in the Lord, I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Or don't be uh, anxiety-filled about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, noble, right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Very profound scriptures, but I want to talk to you uh, today on having peace of mind. Having peace peace of mind and not be driven by anxiousness or anxiety. I know that anxiety is is universal in one sense. Um, We all can be anxious. We all can have anxiety over different things in our life and and there are many people who are very anxious about everything considering the events of of uh, this world and, and family and so many things and church and so many things that come upon people. There's normal uh, anxiousness and anxiety. You know, sometimes we're getting ready to take a test or getting ready to have a meeting at work, and we're, if we're going to have the right words to say. and just things that we are uh, overly concerned about uh, that can cause us to uh, feel uh, anxious or have anxiety within our spirit. Uh, but what God is saying through the Apostle Paul, in particular to the Church of Philippi, who was being persecuted for the sake of Christ, and they were worrying about how they were going to uh, promote the gospel under, in under the midst of so much persecution for following uh, the resurrected Savior, for following Christ. Um, he also, one of the, the number one reason that he wrote uh, Philippians was to thank them for their charitable gifts and intentions of his support of his missionary journeys outside of the churches. Philippi was a very charitable church, and Paul was uh, grateful for their hospitality. But he was concerned about their worries, and why they were so anxious. And he says here in this particular chapter, and he said to all Christians, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be um, have anxiety about your circumstances in life. You want to have peace of mind. And when anxiety is such a degree in your spirit that you don't have peace of mind is when anxiety begins to control your circumstances. When anxiety and anxiousness affects your daily life, your relationship, your marriages, uh, your your goals in life, the things that you are trying to achieve, and so anxiety simply means that you, or I, or someone is worrying constantly about things that they have no or we have no control over. God was emphatic when He says, "Do not worry about." Anything that lets us know that God has given us something, He has made it available to us that we, by the Spirit of God, that we can control in high anxious spirit. And you see, peace of mind is a is a is is a state. It is a gift of God to it. When you have peace of mind, you you can rest, you can have tranquility of spirit and not worry about things that have not happened yet or that may have the potential to happen. In other words, to give all your cares over to God and he'll work it out. But we have to learn to do that. And so Paul says here, what what are some of the spiritual antidotes to anxiety? Now I'm saying this not to uh, uh, lay aside any uh, uh, other aspects of, of trying to help one with uh, anxiety. Exercise is good, diet is good, all this works on the whole person. Good counseling is good. And even sometimes um, uh, some type of medical therapy might be necessary, but it's just a temporary cover for something that is going on internally within the person. One thing about anxiety and anxiousness is very it, it centers on self. Everything you allow to affect self, everything is how I feel and how making me feel, or what somebody is doing towards me, or what I think somebody is saying about me, or what's going to happen to me. Everything is 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 driven within, within self. And so when we turn to scripture, it reveals to us that we have to take things, not only that's within, but turn it over to God and he will give you his peace. It's nothing like having the peace of God. So anxiousness and anxiety really is, is about one's relationship with God. You can't have faith and worry. Faith and worry cannot coexist together. One goes against the other. So Paul lays out several things here to help us with uh, anxiousness. Let's let's go back again in chapter 4 and verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Well, we know that the next important <laughs> impending uh, prophecy of God is the Lord's return. His imminent return of Christ. He's coming back one day, and God will fix all wrong, all the things that we we try to worry about, or you worry about um, on a, on a large scale. Listen, God is going to fix it. He's going to take care of it. Our life beyond this earth is secure. And everything we do here is locked in to that. It is locked in to the knowledge that our ultimate reality outside of this life is secure in eternity. So everything we Think about everything that happens to us, no matter how difficult it is, we need to learn to be content because Paul says in everything I've learned to be content, if we go to uh, verse 10, uh, 11 and 12, I'm going to read this right quick for you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. So Paul goes on to say to the Philippians, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances that I am in. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. And my point is, have you learned the secret of being content? Or do you have to worry about this and worry about that? Worry will not change any situation. Worry will uh, work havoc upon your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health. Even worry and anxiety will keep you from growing in Christ. Don't you know that? Will affect how you read the word because when you read the word, you're reading it with a worrisome heart. When you pray, you're praying to God because you're worrying. You're not going to him because you have faith and you trust in him. You're going to him because you're worrying and you're afraid. Then he goes on to say, in verse 12, I've learned to be well-fed. I learned to be hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him in relationship to Christ who gives me strength. I know we use that a lot in all aspects of life, out in the world, in our jobs. I can do everything. What well, he says here, you can do everything that's in accord with, with, with Christ's will and purpose. Yes, God gives us choices. We can, we can make any choice we want to make. But, but if, if he can only give you strength to carry out those things that are within his will and within his purpose. Amen? So let's go back to this point here about anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything that we see here in verse 6. Notice what he says, several things you can do about anxiousness or worry. That means worry, worrying about things. He says, listen, pray your anxiety away. Notice what he says here now. But in everything, by prayer, Turn it over to God. Bring all your cares unto him. Lay everything out on the table. Whatever you're anxious about, lay it all out to God. Don't hold anything back. Sometimes people, people go to counseling They tell the counselor what, you know, what they want to tell them. Sometimes they hold things back. When they really should say, tell everything concerning the problematic situation. Now, we know God already knows all things. But he wants you to have faith to turn everything over to him. Lay it all out to God. You trust in God, not in your circumstances. You don't let your circumstances dictate to you how you're going to feel that day or how you're going to live out your life that day. He said, be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious, but in everything, every circumstance that you have, bring it to God in prayer. And petition him, request it from him. be thankful and present all that you have to God because he already knows exactly what you are going through. So one of the one of the key things about uh, uh, praying uh, as a way of healing and removing worry because this is simply what we're talking about. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all in verse 5. He said, rejoice, let your gentleness, forbearance, be evident to all. When you're anxious, you have a tendency to want to lash out. When you're anxious and anxiety driven, you have a tendency to be defensive. When you're anxious and anxiety, you think, other people are talking about you. You have a distorted, because when your emotions get out of whack because they're anxious, you have a distorted view of reality. You think people are talking about you. It could be somebody in the corner over there talking with each other about anything, and you think they're talking about you. And that, that gets you to be anxiety-driven. And you are liable to react in an ungentle way. But before you act, before you think about doing anything that can cause anxiousness and anxiety, stop for a minute and pray and ask God to give you the wisdom to act and to be clear in what you say and let God give you the ability to weigh all the alternatives to a given situation instead of a person taking uh uh the worst case scenario that can take place in a circumstance and in everything that takes place. He said turn over God when you come with a prayerful heart you you're you're immersed in, in 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 the presence of God and He is guiding your mind towards the right response in a given situation. Not to act upon react reactive but to act upon Responding, that response takes a choice. Reaction does not. Reaction just moves on what you think might be happening or what you feel might be happening when it really may, may not be happening. You, you shouldn't prejudge. does will make you prejudge because you're trying to bounce everything away from self. And putting it on everybody else. So that's because you're looking at self too much. But look at God and let God uh, control your thoughts and your mind so that you can have peace of mind. If you don't have peace of mind, in certain places you don't want to be around people. When you have peace of mind, it affects your relationship with other people. You 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 restrict and put restraints. On everything you do, you buy yourself, you choose this, you choose that. You avoid and You live in avoidance in your life that shouldn't be there. So let your gentleness be evident. Or in other words, you're going to have a relationship with people, friends, and people that maybe you work with, and people that you just come around on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Just be gentle. Don't take the temptation to lash out because if you lash out, you move ahead of yourself, then you realize you jumped too fast. You thought too fast. You moved too fast. You jumped on emotion, and that causes you to become more anxious, you see. And so he says, be gentle. Be evident to all. If you don't know how to control your spirit, when you're handling people, don't care how they are. You want it to be evident to people that, to all that you that you are in control. That by the spirit of God that's in you. Because the Lord is near. We're, the time is too short to be be worrying all the time about things that that only God can handle. He's coming soon, and you want to have tranquility and peace of mind that you can handle adversity. Because one thing for sure, trouble will find us. Suffering is going to be there. You cannot will it away. It is how you respond to stress. It is how you respond to stresses in your life because stress is not going. It's not going to go away. It's always going to be something to be stressed about. Stress is going to come tomorrow and the next day, and you have to get a handle. We have to get a handle on how we respond to it. Just be gentle. Handle situations in a gentle manner. In a gentle uh, manner. So give everything. Pray anxiety away. God said you can do it. It's the best medicine that you can can have. Now, I'm not talking about prayer which is good, devotion at night or certain time of day where you pray. Prayer is a lifestyle. You can stop and pray immediately before you respond to anything. I don't like the word react because that's not good. React, you know, you might say something or do something, you know, that doesn't sound rational because your, your emotions are controlling you, not the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to me real good. We're supposed to be filled by the Spirit. We're supposed to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. We're not supposed to be filled and controlled by our own emotions. You cannot trust your emotions. Not saying our emotions are always incorrect, but God has not designed us to be controlled by our circumstances or be controlled by our emotions. We're supposed to be controlled by the Spirit. And if you're controlled by the Spirit of God, sometimes it takes time for you to just pause for a moment and say to yourself, let me think this out. There there are other alternatives to the way I'm thinking. It may not be that way. It has to do with communication. You can't communicate with other people if you can't communicate with God. If you don't have healthy communication with God, if your communication with God, which is prayer, is bound by anxiousness and anxiety, and and God knows when you come to him that way. But he he says, this: just give it over to him. And petition and just be thankful that God is there to help you by his grace. By his grace. I'm a counselor. You know, I counsel married couples and single men and ministry couples from all over the city. Married couples, and number one thing I find out about anxiety and anxiousness uh, is that sometimes we have to be able to distinguish between perception and reality. God gives us that ability. Uh, Yes, um, uh, there are tools, there are things that we can learn. You can always have someone to help with an objective a uh, view of things that's trained to help you see another side of a situation. Because one thing leads to another. Unhealthy communication, one thing leads to another, and you volley back and forth, uh, which is not good. So God is instructing us here that you can pray away your anxiety pause. You can do a short prayer, just a few seconds. It doesn't matter. Pray before you come to the house. Pray before you, you, you sit down and talk over a situation at home. Pray if you got upset about something and you think this is what's going on. Pray first because it could be another alternative to where you're thinking. Say, God, help me. Yes, I don't have to take choose that avenue. I can choose this. God give us a power of choice. He gives us the power of will and volition. And let us use our volition and the freedom of choice in a healthy, godly way. Instead of the way that Satan wants us to do, it. you know. Just come out and pick the the most terrible, dangerous thing that we can think of, and let's and let's get all anxiety and anxious filled about that. And when you find out later on, it had nothing to do with that. And few people turn back around and say, you know, had anything to do with? It. I'm sorry, right? So then, then notice what the, what he said. This is a promise that God gives. Now, when you when you, if you do this. Stop in prayer. It can be just a moment. Go another room and just, you could be washing dishes and pray. So this is what I'm saying about prayer, is that people think you can just go to church and get on your knees or just go to devotion, that's good, and spend time in prayer or go to your closet, you know, as people say they got a prayer closet. All of that's good, but you can stop and pray. You can be cutting grass and stop and pray. Huh? You can be washing dishes and stop and pray. I do it all the time. I have actually missed an exit on the highway talking to God. Now I'm be, I must admit it. And I can stop and pray and, and meditate just in my couch in a chair, and, you know, and just, just just talk to God just for a minute, a second, before I do this, before I do that. See, that'll help me be gentle in what I'm getting ready to do. Right? Because if you don't, you're going to lash out at somebody. You might be anxious filled about something. Don't let, ain't, don't let your emotions control you. Just give it to God in prayer. And notice what he says in verse 7. And after you find out the antidote is prayer, petitioning God, communicating God, in that moment, I'm talking about in that moment when you feel like you're going to have an anxiety flare up, this is when you kick in verse six. Not nine o'clock when you're getting ready to have your devotion. not one o'clock in uh, do it during the day, but right here. let verse six kick in right here. Don't be anxious about this now. I know what my husband said. I know what my wife said. I know what I think I saw. I know what's going to take place. But let me, let me stop right here and pray. Let, let me do that myself in a moment. And you'll see that after you get through praying, you won't, you won't respond that same way or react that same way. You're going to take another course. You're going to say it in a different way. None of us is that busy during the day that we can't stop and pray just for a second or a minute. I don't care if you're washing dishes again, I say this, no matter what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying close your eyes while you're driving, okay, and hold your head down and pray. I'm I'm, I'm speaking here in moments of quietness with God that give me some peace of mind. God will give you peace of mind. He said, and the peace of God which transcends all comprehension or transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. This is what you need when you get ready to have an anxiety flare and you feel yourself getting frigidity. You know and you you might be driving fast or, or whatever trying to get somewhere because you think something's going on you're thinking you don't know what's going on somebody done said something to you and you't got all fringed up and everything emotionally listen you got to, you got to hit the brakes and you got to pray right then so that the peace of God which transcends on all understanding here God can listen God's peace can 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 handle some situations we've never comprehended ourselves. You know that? It's beyond our uh, finite minds to grasp how God can bring tranquility to an anxiety-filled situation quickly if we give him a moment of time and prayer. Huh? He'll do it transcend all understanding will God your heart and mind this is the key thing here with anxiety it all has to do with the mind and the heart when I speak about heart I'm not talking about the vessel that pumps blood I'm talking about the seat of your emotions in the Greek heart is the seat of emotions the mind is the seat of the will and volition and the intellectual capacity and gives us the ability to think rationally. When your anxiety feels, you don't think rational. Listen to me real good. You may think you're rational or I may think I'm rational. But if you, and then that's so, that happens every once in a while in life. But it is, but if it is common every day in your life. Where it becomes your rule, and it affects your your family, your children, your your marriage, the work you do in church, and others. Where you got to stay away from people because you're afraid that you're going to have these anxiety flares, and they're going to question your thinking, and your and your rational thinking. And this is what Paul is saying here. He will guard that, huh? He will guard what you allow to these thoughts to come into your mind and in the seat of your emotion. God, that word in the Greek for for guard means that when you sit a soldier up in front of a fortress and he prevents things from coming in, he protects the city, put guards around the walls of cities in, in biblical days that will protect the enemy from coming in. And so this is what God does. He set up boundaries and defenses around your spirit, around your mind. So that Satan can not come in and cause these thoughts to be of such, that cause you to have these things to go happen in your life that cause confusion. Because God doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want people around you to be happy. So we all have to have... Guard our heart and mind. We can't guard our heart and mind. God has to do that. Second thing. Well, the third thing, after you pray away your anxiousness and anxiety, you got to think it away also. Oh, here's a powerful one here. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart And your mind. Remember what I said here. The mind. What the heart is. And let me tell you something. And I always say this at Biblical Information Network. The Bible and Old Testament and New Testament talks about the whole person. We are intertwined. God breathing us his spirit. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. They're all related to each other. And if you don't guard your heart and your mind, as soon as it's going to affect your body. It's going to affect your blood pressure. It's going to affect other aspects of your body. Pain and all these things are working together because you're not at peace with God and you're not at peace with yourself. And if you're anxiety-filled, you will not be at peace with anyone else if you stay around them long enough. Listen to me real good now. Pay attention to these verses. Number of time, you go back and look at them for yourself. So he said, finally, brother, this, this is what he said. Think on these things What's right, true, pure, lovely, admirable. In other words, learn to think away your anxiousness. Think what you put in your mind. Satan's got a lot of things he want to put in your mind. That's that's not right. He wants you to think a lot of things is going on. He wants you to get upset over some. He wants you to think other people are talking about you. He wants you to Satan does not want you to have peace of mind and if you are a christian and you love the lord and he knows you love the lord and you and you want to serve others you want to minister to him his base best weapon is to keep your mind confused and at and, and at unrest, where you can't sleep, you can't do this, you can't do that, because you're constantly worrying all the time, and he knows you are a worrier, and he'll do everything he can to keep you from going close to God so that you can have some peace of mind. If you don't have peace of mind, you can't give God the glory, you can't witness, you You can't glorify him. You can't give your talents and gifts to the church because your mind is not at rest. You're worrying about this. You're worrying about that. And you're worrying about that. So whatever you, Paul said, whatever you have learned in verse nine or received or heard from me, put it into practice. Now here's the third one. Here's the third one. You can pray. You can sit down and think of everything good and nice. You can study the word. You can see the word lived out in examples and others like Apostle Paul was saying to the Philippians. But if you do not put it into practice, verse 9, If you do not put it into practice, you lose out on your gift of peace. But he says, when you practice in verse 9, he said, and the peace of God will be with you. Now, notice what he says. Will be present with you wherever you go. It will walk with you. It will be by your side. And you'll be able to manage your anxiety. You'll be able to control your anxiousness. Then you'll be able to say, I will not be anxious. I will not be anxiety filled. Because that is nothing but the work of Satan. Listen to me real good. Satan does not want you to be at rest. Huh? But if we have the Spirit of God in us, we can be at rest. We can learn to be content. Anxiety and prayer. Prayer can cancel it out. Thinking right can cancel it out. Practicing holy living can cancel it out. God gave us our mind. He created our minds, our hearts, the seat of our emotion, our whole body. Let God, the Holy Spirit, lead you and direct you. Have faith. When you have faith, we may not be able to live totally worry-free, but we can trust God In every situation that comes our way, we can close it out. When we say, just like Pastor Paul, I've learned to be content. Amen. In whatever situation that God, that I have found myself in, And I take responsibility. This is all Paul is saying. We take responsibility for our action. We can't take responsibility for nobody else, actually. God gives us the ability to, to control what is around us, through us, by the aid of his Holy Spirit. And it's nothing like living in tranquility with God to give us his peace that passes all understanding. So seek him out. In all that he gives us, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Everything that's pleasing to God, that we want to do it, he will give us strength. So really this verse here, I mean, in here said, when he says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. One of the main thoughts he had here was this anxiety. Yes, you can overcome it. Yes, you can overcome every cir- circumstances that you place you in. You don't have to be anxiety free. Yes, he will give you strength, but be obedient and admit it, thanks to God. To help you with, to control by the Spirit, the heart, and God can put the guards there for you to protect you from having these thoughts of anxiety that can destroy your health, your relationship, and all other things that are around you. Seek and give him the glory. Amen. And he will bless you. This has been B-I-N, Biblical Information Network. Again, this has been your host, Dr. Clayton Smith. I love you. God loves you. And seek him in all things and in all your ways.